Is everybody ready? Oh, look at Arya. I'm Ariel. You're cute. Miss my Arya and Ariel. I'm ready. Where's, Where's Steph? Steph? Where's, Where's Steph? Steph? Wait, are we doing this without her? Because I'm down. Bottoms up. Let's go, Steph. I'm ready. Where's my mic? It's right here. Okay, I'm ready. I'm here. It's your favorite primas. It's your favorite primas. It's your favorite primas. Welcome to the Prima Tapes. Before we go into our next tape, I want to say thank you to all the listeners who listened to our podcast that came out last week. Are you guys ready for tape number two? So here I'm passing the mic to the person who still lives with their mom. Hey, she lives with me. (laughs) (laughs) That was rude. I take offense. Hey guys, it's me. I am here and I am ready to... Give out all the information that you are asking of me. Um, a few little fun facts about me is I love black, all things black. Yeah. Even, Even your men. Black don't men. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super into horror and I'm just a easygoing, fun loving individual that loves to be out in the streets. But other than that, I'm ready. I'm ready for these questions. How old are you? I am officially 33 years old. Damn! Just kidding. You're <laughs> old. Hey, I'm seasoned. I am seasoned. I turned 33 on May 21st, so I kick off Gemini season whoop, whoop. every year. The party starts with me, mm-hmm. as per usual. And 33 is an angel number, too. Oh, I am quite the angel. Angel of death. Angel of death. <laughs> Can you introduce your fur babies to us? All right. This is Alexanne. <laughs> she is. She likes her paw. No, I have um, two Great Danes, a black and a brown one, Bagheera and Duncan. Um, Bagheera is my favorite for those of you that say I neglect Duncan. It's not true. Me and Bagheera just have this bond. It's know? true. He's the firstborn. Yeah. You know, moms always have preference over the firstborn. Favorite. Facts. Not if the second is the boy. <laughs> oh, you're in a Mexican household. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't add anything to that. Val, we all know it. <laughs> and Alyssa. Sorry. <laughs> but I am the oldest, so I could attest that. I'm always the favorite. Uh, I guess. I mean, you were their kid when they were still kids, you know? I mean, I'm only, it's a different yeah like they grew up with you you know basically. you have an unfair advantage <laughs> so technically i'm the favorite because they like wanted me whatever makes y'all feel better <laughs> no you were just the last accident <laughs> after you they were like no we're we making that mistake again <laughs> all parents have a favorite child all parents what happens when there's three but only two parents. That's where middle child syndrome comes into play. <laughs> and Vivian is the middle child. I am your typical middle child. <laughs> I am, and I'm proud. I say it loud, I'm proud. <laughs> I came out as a middle child maybe like three years ago. And I, never <laughs> I never try to hide that again. I'm so proud of you. It was really hard. It was really hard for me to accept, but... Yeah. You know, middle children everywhere are just, 
you know they're just not be noticed yes and then they're not able to just speak about it but i speak in my truth and the first step is admitting the problem you're so yeah. brave <laughs> i'm sure all the middle children out there really appreciate this yeah. right now i am i am an advocate for that thank you <laughs> thank you Vivi, are you single depends on asking you know somebody <laughs> just kidding um i am not although i do feel like a lot of people think i am um i am not single i am in a relationship for the day <laughs> on sundays <laughs> what do you mean by that because i feel like when people are like i feel like i act single or i seem like i'm single like some people may take that as like i'm out here like pretending to be single ready to mingle or elaborate depends, depends how many drinks i've had but <laughs> week. no um i just feel like i do a lot of things alone or not like not because she doesn't want to but there's things that i feel like in relationships you should be doing things by yourself a lot or things that i like she doesn't necessarily like to do like i do enjoy being out um with friends and stuff like that and she's not necessarily um a social person like she doesn't like big social events so in those in those environments I I do go alone and I feel like a lot of people that only see me in those environments are like I didn't know you were with somebody but yeah I mean I don't mind doing things alone I like it I think we all should. It has to do with you being neglected as a middle child. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, if anybody ever has a question, what is a Gemini like? The soundbite of that question. <laughs> that I feel like I've been in relationships where I do everything with the person. And at the end of the day, you can't take that person everywhere with you, especially when things end. And then you're like, well, who am I? Mm-hmm. So okay. I do enjoy being my own person and doing things without necessarily having to like run it by somebody or you know like I don't like that type of relationship and I'm happy to say that I'm not in one of those relationships so that's good yeah good for you does that, does that sting a little or thank you. Oh. maybe Felix said <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly alone thank you for reminding me what about you and your other personality did you run it by her so who did you first come out to me myself and I no um well yeah you have to admit it to yourself before you can admit to anybody else but I don't remember like telling one person like oh I'm gonna tell this person and this is gonna be it but I do know that my best friends um from high school were one of the only people to know at one point so it had to have been them um Janina and Brittany I remember like we even had this notebook because back then you would write notes right so like mm-hmm. we would write notes in a notebook to each other and hand off this notebook to each of us like during classes or in between classes Aww. and i remember yeah we even had like code words for my lesbian situation <laughs> like code names <laughs> like we even named ourselves different things like i they called me miss cabbage because of an old <laughs> picture of mine and like we would just have like secret names in case we lost our notebook like nobody mm-hmm. would know but yeah, so it was probably Brittany and Janina. Yeah. Um, and did you ever struggle with family members or friends um, accepting you because of your sexuality? Um, nobody that matters, honestly. Um, 
<clears throat> uh, and nothing was said to my face or has ever been said to me. Um, just things that I've heard people say. Uh, so nothing that matters, honestly. Then these have always been people that like are married to my actual aunts and uncles. So their opinion was never one I valued. Did you have to come out to family members like individually or was it just you were out uh, and we just all knew? Well, I feel like at first I had to, I wasn't like, no, I didn't care about ever telling anybody. Like it didn't matter to me. But mm -hmm. one time, I guess one of my aunts saw something or somebody saw something that told her. So since then she brought it to my mom's attention and then my mom was is just one of those people that wanted clarity i guess so i she asked me one day she had already asked me once i think and i would just blow it off because i was like 18 or younger and then mm -hmm. i think after i was like 18 19 she did ask me like again and then i i was just like tired you know i was just like okay like yeah like what what else do you want from me you know mm -hmm. so that was that and then i think she went and told everybody because i don't remember being like hey look grandma you know like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like did you feel yeah. at all relieved like did you ever feel like you hit it ever or did you feel like you just didn't ever feel the need to talk about it or did you genuinely feel like not comfortable talking about it i i don't i didn't feel comfortable because i don't there was nobody still, I don't think, I don't know, nobody in, that I knew in my family like that. And then I feel like to, like, at that time, it was harder. Like, not a lot of people were out and open like that, you know? Like, yeah. there were in my school, obviously, but, like, pe everyday people, like, family members, older people, I didn't know. So, I didn't ever, like, feel a need to want to tell anybody. Like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to live my life and, like... Like, I would go out a lot with my friends, and I didn't feel like I had to explain who I was going to be with or what I was doing, you know? But um, once my mom asked me and all that, I was like, okay, well, like, I'll just tell you. But I didn't, I didn't really feel the need to explain to everybody my business, I mean. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Like, I actually remember, like, mom calling me to tell me. And I felt like I wasn't even surprised. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I've already known I this. do feel like you were probably the one I didn't want to. I was, like, most scared to tell. Because I feel like at that time, you were very mean. <laughs> and I didn't know, like, I... That time? Still am. <laughs> like, I felt... Or, like, I always felt like I didn't want to, like, upset you or something. Or I didn't want you not to accept me, I guess. Because... I mean, you're literally like your best friend, my best friend since we were little. So like, you chopped know. liver, <laughs> you're chopped liver. <laughs> so like, when you grow up and you become your own like human person or whatever, you get different personalities, different interests, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how like you would take that. You know, I think we did have a very love hate relationship growing up. <laughs> like, I do feel like I've always known. And I feel like I would have made comments to you and like I always feel so bad about it. Like I always tell like I always like would tell people like how I would feel bad because I feel like I did know. But then I feel like I was very ignorant and stupid. And I feel like the comments I would make to you is when I was mad at you. <laughs> uh, I don't 
remember. Honestly. Oh, well. It's so good. <laughs> it's just my own guilty conscience. Yeah, I promise I I, this is what I thought in my head. <laughs> but I also, I, never said it. <laughs> I also feel like back then, like, it wasn't like, there weren't like those social norms where you're like, you can't say that. Like, don't like right. that, you know? And then like, so things you said probably other people were saying, you know? And it's like, oh, well, that's what you're, you get used to that with like, that type of... I actually do not remember, like, ever thinking any other way. I just always <laughs> thought, like, oh, she likes just people. <laughs> like, because never, that is... Yeah, I never If you don't thought. mind me talking about it, but that is kind of what you said, is that I remember that specifically. You were very, like, I just don't feel like I need to tell people, like, I don't know, like, I could be with a girl, I could be with a guy. Like, I just mm-hmm. love people for who they are. Yeah. And that's the kind of people I want to be with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. And I think, like, that's really great. And I think maybe that's why sometimes maybe it wasn't felt like you had to validate it because it was like, well, I just like people. Like, I don't have to, like, Mm. be like, oh, I only like this or I only like that or, like, Mm. you know. That's how I always remember you. I never even, like, oh, she came out. Like, yeah. 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 And Vivi, do you feel like you knew really young that you liked girls? Because I've been boy crazy since I was in preschool. I still remember the first boy... I was in love with. I don't think so because like, I think kids now do get talked to about it. But when Mm -hmm. I was young, they didn't even, that wasn't even a possibility. You know, I didn't even know it was something that people do. So it was not in my head. But I do remember always like having a best friend like that I was super close to since young. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Just a little on that question. I know you answered, or you talked about it on your other podcast, but maybe this audience hasn't heard it, and we didn't get to weigh in. But that whole concept of why do you have to come out and tell everybody, give them a label, exactly. and sit each person down, and hey, this is what I, what my preference is, and this is why, and whatever. And it's so dumb thing. if you think mm-hmm. about it, because they're like, oh, um, how did you come out, or when did you come out? It's like, why do I have to? Mm-hmm. Like, why do right. I have to sit? Like, when did we ever say, Valerie, hey, what is your sexual preference? Tell us now. Like, no, it's stupid. Right. Well, everybody just knew because I was boy crazy, but I do understand <laughs> what you're saying. You know, like yeah. straight people yeah. don't have to, have to like, yeah. yeah, nobody sits them down. And on that point too, Valerie, I feel like, because I, you, you walked, no, you ran so I could walk, Vivi. Just kidding. <laughs> but because I'm, I'm bisexual also, but I don't remember... When you're little, the only thing that they talk about is what boy do you have a crush on, right? So right. that's normal. If you have feelings for anything else, you don't have words for it. You don't, mm-hmm. like, nobody ever explained that. So you don't even think anything of that. You learn to push it to the mm-hmm. side or, like, oh, that's not real. You know, yeah, like, like, that's right. silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to even have the same experience that a straight person would have had growing up that right. way. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Amen. All right, Vivi, do you ever see yourself getting married, you Gemini? Uh, hard no, hard no, hard no. Just kidding. I don't think it's necessary. Like I think you can be committed and love somebody and be like a hundred percent into it without marriage. And I don't think marriage is necessary to admit or admit that you know or to show that. I do think marriage, in my opinion, kind of complicates things because things happen like. Obviously, you can feel one way, and then you get married, and then things change, and then then what? Now you have this permanent decision you made, 
that you'll have to undo and then on top of a breakup which is already very emotional and hard you still have to go through the whole financial divorce you know so i don't think it's necessary um i think you can act married and still be happy or like you can even say you're married right but to actually do it and make this permanent decision just for things to maybe not work out you know it's like it's a, I feel like it might end up being a waste. And that's just the reality I feel in these days. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess my only concern is, and not just because of the way the United States is set up, is that in your situation, if God forbid something were to happen to you, your partner wouldn't have rights. any rights mm-hmm. or say in like if you're in the hospital or if you have a her- inheritance or whatever, mm-hmm. that they just wouldn't have a right to any of that unless you got married. Um, we all know I wouldn't be the decision maker for all of Vivi's issues. <laughs> you say that's where the problem would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone out I'll, now. I'll, I'll it. Go for it. No, <laughs> but I know, like, I mean, in my, like, specific situation, like, I like in my life insurance and stuff, I do have a portion going towards her if something were to happen. But right. those things, I guess you can control or just taking care of it in a on a different like um, platform. Oh, different legal yeah. matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. Like, like in the hospital. Do you feel that maybe you haven't necessarily like found the right person and maybe that's a different viewpoint or even maybe the way we were raised because I actually think and I, this could just be my opinion but I think mine and your version of mom and dad is very different than Alexanne. <laughs> I really feel that way like yeah. I think Alexanne got like the stable the great mom and dad not just say that <laughs> say that we got a bad version because my mom my mom is literally an angel like they were very yeah my mom's literally an angel there's no one like her i feel like i'm probably will never be half the person an amazing woman she is i'll cry about it like for (laughs) real but yes and but i do think like me and you probably saw a lot of like maybe the bad and then them just going through it we know too much yeah yeah. that maybe to us we're like oh heck no <laughs> like and i think i actually do feel like alexan did get like the steady mm-hmm. you know mom and dad and if you think about it i feel like alexan's in like a great relationship and married <laughs> and they love each and you can see it yeah you see that like from her partner and everything mm-hmm. and i think it's so beautiful and i think me and you don't really have that view you know, I mean, not just say because I feel like I think marriage is beautiful and I do hope like I do experience that one day. Mm-hmm. But maybe I will always wonder if our environment changes that, you know, maybe like I always think about um, my like my mom and like, let's say her and my because like, let's say her and my dad decided not to be together, like when we were younger, whatever, like. We were always, I would think, well, what was she going to do, you know? Like, she depended on him so much. And that's something I wouldn't want to have to do. Like, depend on someone financially. and Because 
anything can happen like, but i feel like those are little like trauma defenses that we don't know is a trauma yeah. defense and we're yeah. doing it because i honestly feel i am the way i am because of my mom because i feel like my mom like was always the one taking care of us and i do feel like she didn't have like she wouldn't maybe not necessarily i mean obviously i don't want to speak for her and her story but i don't feel like she probably felt like she could have ever been like okay i'm gonna move on and i would be able to take care of my kids and all this because she did 100 percent depend on him um like i feel like it was kind of like i wouldn't say my dad was a macho mexican or anything but i feel like it was a very old school marriage where like the mom stays home raises the kids take care of the kids and my dad was just working and you know what i mean so i do feel like sometimes my mom but i don't think my mom was always like the happiest in that situation um and i feel like she, i always remember her telling me like you need to make sure you make your own money and you need to make sure you're independent and you're not relying on anybody and i think that's exactly what i became and in a way it could have been a trauma defense and i think for you probably the same and we don't know that it's kind of like a trauma response I agree, yes, but I also feel like at one point I did believe in marriage and I was about to get married once. Like I was in Vegas going to do it. What? And then, oh, sorry. Oh, my It was just. <laughs> and no, I wasn't going to be there? No me one was either. there. Wow. <laughs> and Surprise. something just stopped me. Like I was like, let's, let's just go. Like I was like, oh, let's just go gamble for a little bit longer, you know, and just like change the whole mm -hmm. which i'm glad it didn't happen you know but i think after situations happen with certain like relationships i just think mm -hmm. like i'm never gonna put myself in a situation where i don't have my own things or know my own self right. without that you know i was just gonna say with my tiktok degree that i have and watch psychologists and stuff <laughs> it seems like a defense mechanism because you think not getting married is going to save you heartbreak when you go through a breakup. But no. Stephanie wasn't married and she's going through the same struggle that somebody getting divorced would go through. It still hurts just as bad. Yeah. I think what I don't want is like what Stephanie went through is the whole house thing. Like, what are we going to do with our stuff or like. Like, where, whose is this, and who's taking this, and all that. Like, I would like... But Steph's not married. I know, but that's, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's still those ties. It's still the same, I mean. Yeah, I, like, I've regardless. I've since I was little, me and Valerie, you know, I always wanted to be married. Like, it's just a celebration of love. Um, the whole, but it's, I know it's up to preference me. I love the celebration. I don't think I'm doing it more, like, so he can have, like my power of attorney or things like that i just met him and i knew it like i'm like i'm i'm gonna marry this Aww. this guy so that's just yeah how i felt about and you it. trusted him yeah. i did and i didn't even want to have kids so i was like past 30 i remember because i grew up same way remember my mom and my aunt don't depend on this man don't depend <laughs> on the man like don't be the one who stays home and takes care like make your own money and i did for a very long time this year changed that but <laughs> a little bit but when I met him, like, I do want to have his kids, like, for sure. <laughs> like, I do want to change, and that's why I had my kids. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's an example of, of what Stephanie was saying. Like, you have these trauma defense mechanisms that you develop, and Alex, you, even if you were hurt before, you still have this idea that you believe in marriage, right? And it can work with someone, whereas if you have no role model and that's not to say anything negative about who your role models were it's just as kids we take beliefs from that whether we know it or not right so if like Vivi you had a negative experience 
somebody and I'm the same way so I'm not saying like you specifically Mm -hmm. for me I have a negative experience it just reinforces everything I believe whereas if I believed marriage was a good thing I would be like well next one next next one I'll get it but then I feel like I'm not gonna make those decisions so like I'm in a I've been in this relationship for almost four years now and I don't think we will ever not have our own places like we can stay together every night at one or the other, but in at, I guess because of what I've been through, at the end of the day, I want to be able to be to have my own place to go to. Mm-hmm. Like God forbid, there's this huge fight. What am I gonna do? You know, like I don't want to go sleep in my car. Like I have, I take, I've taken care of where I'm gonna sleep every night, no matter what happens. I don't want to be left out in the cold or have to be like, Hey, Alex, can I stay with you? You know, like right that stuff I don't want I want my own space like I've been stayed at this house before you know because of that and I'm just yeah. like I don't ever want to do that again I remember that I don't now. think there's anything wrong with that <laughs> and I feel like it's so cool now because you get to hear people are more open about their relationships you get to hear all the different dynamics and more and more people even sleep in separate rooms yeah. or like you're saying have different houses mm-hmm. and it doesn't make them any less of a couple that does it the traditional way what about kids? I, you know, I do feel like I've wanted kids always, or I've always known that I was, or thought I was going to have kids, but I feel like I'm getting old. Like, I don't know if I want to put my body through that, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, do I have enough energy to, like, raise a child? Like, I'm getting older. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we have seen you with. Your nieces. She lasts a whole 10 minutes, a car ride. <laughs> I hold them by their feet. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, don't fall. Like, no, true story. They came out. They had all this trash in their hand. Like, I don't want Vivi to get mad that it's trash. <laughs> That's another thing. I'm, like, so, like, specific about how, like, my car, like, inside. I don't like it to be dirty. I don't like my room to have trash in it and things like that so like the other day i took my nieces home from my aunt's house and oh my god there was ice cream all over the seats there was oh my god it was a mess i was so mad and then my niece was like vivian can you roll the window the window down so i could throw my trash out <laughs> you're driving them to littering vivian no, like, just put it on the side it's because they were throwing cupcake all over the place and i was like don't throw trash everywhere so they didn't want my kids yeah (laughs) it was your child that started it i believe it not my angels your guys's kids separate angels together chuckies different story i imagine i imagine until me and steph were like separate okay but together no. i've actually heard that people never wanted to watch you guys because of that <laughs> well, can you imagine like a two and a five a two and a four year old like no thanks yeah don't ask don't ask me this two and four year old <laughs> yeah. and then gemini's <laughs> it was like four of us <laughs> Yeah, three of you and one of me. <laughs> Still like that. We're going to get a little bit deep. So how has losing your dad changed your life? Oh, in so many ways, I feel like. I don't think you really value somebody's presence until it's no longer there. Like, if you would have asked me before he died how close I was to him, I would be like, I mean, you know, like, whatever. But 
now that he's gone, I feel like, oh shit, like I didn't realize all the things that I was going to miss or like how much we spoke mm-hmm. or like just little everyday things like watching the games. It's not the same, you know, or like not being able to help my mom with things that I don't know how to do, you know, or like things like with the dogs, like putting up a fence, like things like that. Like not that he would necessarily do it himself, but But he would figure out out a way to do it. And it's not that I can't reach out to like uncles and stuff, but it's not their job, you know, or like, yeah. Or like things with my car, like, hey, dad, like, help me with this. And like, well, now I got to really grow the fuck up and do these things for myself. And like, I don't know. And then with my mom going through this, like, she went through the loss of her 35-year-old partner, you know. It's not like I want to put anything on her plate either. So, I don't know. It feels like, I don't know, like, it feels lonely, even though, like, I have so much family around, you know. It's just like a void, like a void that's never going to go away, you know? So it's hard. I even think as a family, I don't think we realized. Yeah. Like even not even just our immediate family, but I think like the entire, like even his side of the family. Like I feel like he was definitely like the one who like put everyone together, you know? Definitely. And then like, I remember speaking to his sister, like on his funeral, like, where she said, like, I don't want you guys to stop coming over or visiting. And, like, you're like, no, of course not. But it's never been the same, you know? Like, we don't visit as much as we used to. But, I mean, they're definitely there for us, you know, as much as they can be. But it is different. I feel like we're all going through this loss. And it's not necessarily the easiest to navigate through, you know? So, you know, hard. it's been, like... Two years. two years yeah it's been two years so yeah and it's super tough still yeah you just gotta you know life goes on and you have to get up and do things every day because there's people in our lives that need us and we can't just dwell on it and if i i feel like if i show that i'm like hurting or like missing him or something like my mom will notice you know and then like I don't know that's something I don't want to have to have her worry about and Mm -hmm. I'd rather just like feel like happy for my mom like I don't want her even though I know like my mom especially during the holidays like she doesn't necessarily want to do the things like she used to like I felt like putting up the tree the other day like was like she was kind of upset about you know and because the holidays are coming and what that means you know but I just feel like you have to try to make things happy for that person. Like, it's okay. Like, we're all, we all feel the void at this time, you know? And I think, like, that's something <clears throat> that gets me through a lot is I feel like what I think about is, like, I think about, like, well, like, I don't think my dad wants to see us, like, all super sad all the time. Like, because then he's not going to be at peace. Yeah. And I remember, like, even when he was passing, like, that's the one thing I told my mom to make her get up and be like, okay, it's going to be okay. Because I told her and I was like, you have to be okay and you have to let him go knowing that we're all going to be okay. Because then he can't go like this. He can't go, like, knowing, like, we're just a wreck, even though we are, you know. But I'm like, I feel like that's what makes me go and make me keep going in a positive and happy manner is that he um 
like that we're all happy and we're still living life because i think that's what meant the most to him because i feel like i'm someone who struggled a lot like i feel like i was a lot like my dad i am a lot like my dad and it's kind of scary sometimes like i think sometimes i feel like just sadness like for no reason or like this and then i always remember like two weeks before he went into the hospital i feel like i came over and i was in such a good mood like you always say like oh i don't want you to be mad at me when he said that come on like people always think i'm just like mad and angry like you know and i feel like i did live a lot of my life like that and i always remember this note he wrote me because he wasn't even in the best place at that time and i came over and i was in such a good mood but i really think it's because i was day drinking but he literally wrote me like a post-it note and he was like i love to see you happy you know what I mean? And it always, I always think about that. And I always think about how that's what he wants for like all of us is to be happy and like move forward that way. So no, and I actually, I have like an opposite of that. The last time I ever actually got to speak to him, I was mad at him. And I think that just, I dream about it like every night of like how I would have changed that whole thing. And when I went to the hospital, like he couldn't really talk anymore so it was very like it was like i'm like why couldn't i just have like i never thought he was gonna leave us so i think i wish i would have been that way is where i was happy to see him but he wasn't in the right mindset and it would always frustrate me and it was like a month before my wedding and you know i i i wish i could take it back and just give him like the biggest hug. No, but you had so much like compassion for him throughout your whole life and like we have to just continue like his legacy and keep creating memories for the kids you know like he left four granddaughters and we have to keep going the way he would have wanted it or do things the way he would have done things so that we keep his memory alive you know so and i think yeah, we've and been, Alex, yeah. he knows you loved him yeah he knows yeah. you're his baby <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure you definitely were. And I actually think Vivian, like, I praise you a lot because I feel like you out of all three of us. And I think it's crazy because I feel like I am always the strong one. Like, you know, like I'll not cry or I'll not show emotion even though I want to. But I actually feel like you have, like, kept him alive so much. Like, you really, really have. Like, even for the girls. Like, I feel like, like, with their birthday, like, you gave them, like, a bear with her voice and all of this. And, like, and it's funny because, like, even Thea, which is my little one, like, she always goes for the Chiefs. And when he was here, he would beg her to be yeah. going for the Chiefs. And she'd be like, no, no, no. And now, like, she will not go for anyone besides the Chiefs. And I always ask her, she's like, it's because it's my grandpa's team. Yeah. And I feel like you keep that alive for them or even, like, all the things you have for him there at the house, like... I feel like he's always, like, a present in your everyday life. And I feel like you keep him very much alive. And I feel like I love you for that. Because I think, like, my family, we are very, like, don't talk about things. And we, like, kind of hide our emotions and don't really. And I feel like you have made us come out of that. So I love you for that. And all the videos you have of him, because I, like, looking through my phone, I don't have a lot of him and videos and i just love going into when you post it on snapchat or like the memories right and i just keep it and i'm like i have one video on my ring camera of him because that's like one of the last ever videos i have seen him like alive like in my phone and i i have that's like the only one i think i do feel like when i was younger i didn't have the best relationship with him like, you did him i didn't like i didn't really 
acknowledge him a lot you know because I don't know like things that they went we went through as a family I guess and I was so close to my mom as a child that I was like upset for her when she was upset or when things would happen so that I felt like a lot of anger towards him when I was little but I do remember as an adult getting along with him a lot like as soon as I was as I was like 20 or something like I felt like closer to him or like I would always defend him from my mom like I would always tell my mom you're so mean like stop being mean to him you know and I know she would like fight with me about it I'm not mean I was like yeah you're mean to him and so like things like that I'm like I definitely got closer to him as an adult you know like I don't know so like it's crazy I think the parents like changed throughout the years you know because I felt like when I was young I was close to my dad and I feel like I would fight a lot with my mom and then I feel like once I like especially when I became a mom I feel like I was always more on my mom's side and I would fight a lot with my dad and Alexander if I were you I wouldn't feel bad because my actual last conversation with dad was very much like that like it was like I hung up on him like because I was mad like you know what I mean but I feel like he knows you know Vivi where do you find the most comfort in bed with my blanket (laughs) Lola blanket Lola yes I've had this blanket since I was like nine or something it's Lola bunny from space jam but like yeah like I do find a lot of comfort being in my own space you know like with the tv on not even watching it but just you know and then I also have a lot of comfort in like having like those after work conversations like with my partner like we work in similar like jobs so we always give each other advice about our days or like give pep talks to each other when we've had a bad day things like that and we just like oh it's gonna get it's gonna be okay like just do this we'll be fine tomorrow and that gives me comfort just little talks like that have you seen those TikToks of Lola Bunny where a bunch of girls are like, that should have been my sign. I was a lesbian when I had a crush on Lola <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. <laughs> so you knew this whole time now. <laughs> well, I was just waiting for you to love Lola Bunny. <laughs> okay, what is your perfect day off? It's so funny because when my sister's both had a job <laughs> I always felt Thanks. like <laughs> I always felt like I had to hide my days off from them because I always thought that they were gonna have something for me to do so like they would ask me are you off and I'd be like oh I might be like I have to see if I'm gonna be off <laughs> because I just felt like they always had plans for me even if it wasn't even like like a chore you know it was like oh, let's go do this. But I was like, I don't, my perfect day off would be not to have a schedule, like a time constraint, you know? (laughs) Because I I feel like I always have something to do. Like, I don't even have kids and I feel like I'm always doing something. Like, I never have a moment to myself, you know? So it would be to like, wake up and not have anything to do, be able to do what I need around the house real quick or whatever. And then I do love to go to lunch. Uh, that's when I can invite you guys. That's when you guys can be included in my day. When she I doesn't it. invite us to lunch. We actually invite her to lunch Whatever. all the time. I actually follow her around like, oh, she's stopping. <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally run into me at the restaurant. <laughs> but that is very true. And I think it's just such a middle child thing. 
Like, I really do feel like you rarely ever invite us anywhere. And I do feel like anytime I ask you anything, I'll even send her memes. And I feel like it is like a middle child thing. Like, I'll be like, oh, like, are you off today? And you'll be like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, she's like, I have to find out why you want to know if I'm off. I'm at the spa and I'm like, no. <laughs> gotta work gotta work right after this <laughs> oh Vivian I'm watching you right now <laughs> but I do love to go to the movies I do like to I, I try to go to the movies like once a week once every two weeks yeah I love going to the movies and I do enjoy day drinking from time to time but I lost my day drinking friends so I don't really do that often anymore that's your chop lover you could day drink at my home <laughs> so true do you go to the movies by yourself no, I have been like mm-hmm. once or twice, but no, my mom really likes to go to movies too. True, so true. usually with my mom. Well, they sell beer there. I know. So you can combine <laughs> your two favorite things. I went to. I took my mom to go watch um, the Christmas Vacation. They had like a, a viewing party at okay. Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Was oh, so the fun. Alamo is so good. I have one right here. Do you eat their fried pickles? I, yes. They are the best. Love <laughs> the best fried pickles. I, I don't remember what I ate, but I did eat there. Oh, I had pizza. It was good. Oh, mm-hmm. it was good. And then yeah. we, since it was a Christmas story, or not the Christmas story, Christmas vacation, they had like an eggnog chugging contest, and we won oh, free tickets. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about work? What is like a funny story? Oh my god, or worst? I just or worst. feel like things happen to me. I don't, I don't control what the universe has out there for me. So I do have a couple stories that really stick out to me. Um, at the time, this one wasn't really funny because I got fired, but... I already know what you're saying. I already know. It just, it just shows how I'm a very protective person. This person could just be my employee. And I, I hear someone, like, talking, like, rudely to them. I'm upset, you know? Or, like, I'll go, like interject myself you know so I'm just like very protective person and so at the time I was working fast food this was my first job I've met so many people at this job that are still in my lives very much to this day so at that time I had like three best friends that would work with me and we were all there together and my friend was taking an order through the drive-thru and this customer and her just weren't like seeing eye to eye from the beginning and I wasn't even had I had nothing to do with this like I was just watching from the side I wasn't the one taking the order or anything like I was just there and I guess something happened with and then the customer was a teenager in the drive-thru and she got upset and threw something small at my my friend so (laughs) there I go and then I'm like she's all give them their drinks I'm not I'm not gonna do this. And then I was like, okay. So then I was gonna give her a drink, but the girl drove off. So I don't know why I threw the drink. I threw the drink out the window and I thought I was just gonna hit the car or whatever. No, she still had her window down and it went inside. Well. It went inside the car and like she came back pissed off, full of Sierra mist, <laughs> large Sierra mist all over her. She came back to the window, it was still open. And she threw an, an, the other soda back inside the, the restaurant. And, uh, and then my boss had to come in and I had to watch the video of myself throwing something <laughs> and then running away they're laughing. They're like, was this you? And I was like, they're like, what is that? Because you could just see the shadow of something being thrown. Like you can't yeah. necessarily see me. 
you just see something like come out of my hand. You're like it wasn't me. And I was like, I don't know, that's throwing something. Like, she must have been a bird. <laughs> and did they let you keep it? The video? No, this was like yeah. this was like 2008, Val. Like it was. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like on a CD or something, but okay. yeah. And then I was. Val no... probably doesn't know what a CD is. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the guests, I know the words were like, you cannot work for us anymore. And I was like, damn. Okay. Absolutely cannot. Lesson learned. Drive with your windows up. Yeah. <laughs> right away. But we wouldn't, have the, we wouldn't have this story. Yeah, it was definitely a funny story. Was it worth it? Yeah, because I feel like it forced, well, first of all, don't ever throw something at an employee. Right. You never know what the one watching is going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and second of all, I needed to get out of that job, you know, like I probably yeah. would still be there. And then I do want to tell a story really quick about. So like the only reason I well not the only reason, but the reason it sped up the process of me becoming like a store manager was because my boss that I was an assistant manager and he was caught exposing himself to a child and they fired him immediately and then they were like oh Vivian you are being promoted I just wanted to share that little story I thought you were gonna say I called no I didn't call I didn't even know (laughs) but then it came out it came out that he had done time like 20 years of time for raping a child they don't do backgrounds for managers I don't know how he slipped through they do but he, I think maybe it wasn't final yet or something. I think what happened oh, wait, was that he, he was an assistant manager and then he was promoted. So they don't do extensive backgrounds, I guess, on the assistants. And they Ooh. just promoted Only, him. like brand new. Yeah. So he slipped through and yeah. I was like, I'm ready. I didn't even know. I reported him. <laughs> but then it I came out. It came out that he had done time, like 20 oh, years of time for raping a child. They don't do backgrounds for managers. I don't know how he slipped through. They do, but he, I think maybe because, it wasn't final yet or something. I think what happened oh, wait, was that he, he was an assistant manager, and then he was promoted. So they don't do extensive backgrounds, I guess, on the assistants, and they Ooh. just promoted Only like him. brand new. Yeah. So he slipped through, and yeah. I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> wow. how sad though but that was that's very like crazy. shocking because nobody knew like nobody had any idea what has been your favorite age so far i really enjoyed turning 30 it was great like it's i'm in my 30s now and it kind of has gone downhill since my first <laughs> year in the 30s but i was so excited to turn 30 i think it was like a new chapter in my life like i talk about this whole being in my own individual and independent and things like that. And I feel like at that age is when I decided I was going to be like that. Like I just one day was like, cause I would feel like I would dwell on, Oh, I want to find somebody or, you know, like revolve my whole happiness around that. And I think when I turned 30, I was like, no, like I'm going to live the life I want to live. And why be with somebody that's even going to not have me or help me be that person, you know, not help me, but allow me to be that person. So that was a, a good time in my life. Dirty, flirty, and thrive. I was. It sucked because it was the beginning of the pandemic when I turned 30. But mm-hmm. I still had a good time. 
Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. And I feel like you're going to be honest because the way you answered that work story with okay. a full government name. <laughs> Do you want the tea, Vivi? What happened with your first podcast? Oh, my gosh. You know, those were my best. Those have been my best friends forever. Like, especially, like, Julie and me had this, like, relationship. Like, we would talk, I feel like, more than I talked to my sisters. Like, I would talk for hours with Julie. Like, we'd be in each other's ear at work and things like that. And, um... I really thought it would be um, something fun to do, you know, with my best friend. Like, we've always had little, like, fights here and there, but for the most part, we always would get over it. So um, I thought it would be a good idea. Um, It was Julie's idea to start the podcast. And at the end of the day, I didn't want to be involved in something that I was the only one 100% in on, you know? Um, that's nothing to take away from them because they all have things going on in their lives. Carla got married and Julie was going through a lot with work and she was in between like, um, positions and stuff like that. So, um, she wasn't really available all the time. And when she was available, I don't feel like the priority was there. So I didn't want to be like, it's cool. Like if we don't, we're not going to do it, it's fine. You know, I just didn't want to keep prolonging it or being like, oh, we're going to do it this day. And I'm like, like a chore. It needs, yeah, it felt like a chore. And I was like, it just needs to be very consistent if we're going to try to be um, successful at it and things like that. And I didn't want to be involved in something where I was the only one trying. Um, So I do feel like Julie was a good asset in the whole podcast and she has a lot of good ideas and things like that. I just don't think the time was right. So, um, I mean, she's always going to be very special to me, and um, hopefully we can talk about things soon. But for right now, that that is on hold, that podcast. Well, they do say you're never supposed to move in with a best friend either. Oh, Like, there are certain things that you're not (laughs) supposed to do with your best friend because you don't want to risk. It changes things. I think I told Alyssa that before she was going to move in with her roommate i was like i had a very bad experience when i moved in with my best friends i think it works yeah. out because so have i in the past i lost friends from moving in with them but yeah. this is working out because she doesn't actually live there <laughs> yeah. she just pays half the rent <laughs> so what sparked your interest in starting this podcast i do feel like even as a young person that i was super into or like interested in how like the radio hosts were like the whole background of all that so it's always been something like I've been curious about and then when Julie like wanted like started talking about it I was like yeah let's do it let's do it and then like my ideas just started flowing and I was like I I so much wanted to be part of something where everybody was a hundred percent in and I feel like with this group that's very much more a reality you know and I feel like we can do a lot more because it's all of us putting ideas and then all of us with I guess the motivation to to want to you know I also love that I feel like I'm just getting to know you guys so much better than I already did because I think we had like life happens and I think we had like a large gap like I think us growing up were super close like we really really were like 
best friends like we grew up like sisters like i think and i don't know if that's like a like a hispanic or mexican thing but i kind of think it is where we're all in the house and like our families are like drinking and having a good time and we're just kind of like go to the room and play like you know and like we would like choreograph dances together and we would do like all this fun stuff um and i felt like we were very close like growing up like that and we were always together and i i really did feel like you guys were like my siblings like you know i feel like we very much grew up that way and then i think like kind of like i know val like moved away and stuff and um and i think like as we got like as for me because i'm the oldest like i got older and like life happened for me and i think we kind of like separate a little separated a little bit so then kind of like who we became like we kind of weren't necessarily all a part of that like yeah we see each other and everything and i think it's kind of awesome now because i feel like we're all in different chapters in our lives you know like all of us are different and i think that's what's going to make this podcast very unique Mm -hmm. is that there's probably like someone exactly like us in different realms of our Mm -hmm. lives you know what i mean so i think that's and i love that i'm i am getting to know a lot of you guys a lot better and i love that we like talk every day now and Mm -hmm. that we actually like make funny videos and funny memories together and make plans together and i think it's so so awesome because i think as much as especially in the holidays it's a big thing um where sometimes certain family members kind of are like we don't have to go be with them if we don't want to be and i feel like I love that I do want to be around you guys and I feel like it kind of like brings back all these memories and because I think family could be very beautiful when it's right you know what I mean like so I love that for us Mm -hmm. big time this is just such a beautiful opportunity that we're getting with each other like we're for it's technically we're forced because we're setting the time to get to know each other but we're also coming here willingly and sharing and loving I promise I sat down with Grandma Lulu and my mom, I think, Thursday night to get a timeline. And they did confirm at some point in our childhood, we all lived together at Mr. D's and her house. This is why I hate family time. (laughs) It just forced me to be around so many people at one time. You gotta go. Okay, last question. We kind of already answered why it's going to be different. But why do you think this will be different about your other podcasts? A different um, podcast. Well, I do. I mean, obviously, the other podcast had a lot to do with lesbianism 101. <laughs> so, obviously, that's not going to be all this is about. Obviously, I'll have my own take in it. Alyssa can chime in also on her. Half of me can. On, only half of her will be able to speak on it. <laughs> so, and there's so much other stuff because I feel like me and Julie were a lot alike and we're both very mellow and. And there's so many different personalities uh, in this group. And we're all in different stages, like Stephanie said. And we've all been through so much more things than me and Julie, you know? Because I feel like mine and Julie's story is kind of similar. But this, I just feel like there's no, like, cap on this one. Like, there's so many possibilities and ideas. And I believe that we're going to execute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No cap. No, so I'm glad you guys participated. Our next episode is going to be about the baby of my family, Alexanne. <laughs> uh, she's so excited. You can tell. And don't forget to follow us on our socials at the Prima Tapes. We are going to be posting, and we have already been posting daily. So um, 
it'd be nice to see more interaction. And also don't forget um, to check out our video versions. We've been posting video clips on TikTok and Instagram. And on Tuesday, it'll also be on YouTube. So it'll be an extended version of what you hear here. Boop, boop. Party time. Bye. 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 Bye.